Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition, another week, another edition, almost another year of Roll Out, the program where we gather every day at this time, Monday through Friday. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. Hank Vogler checking in every Monday. Speaking of addressing the issues between food producers and consumers, Hank, if you are a Colorado resident, and you thought egg prices were high previously, hang on, they're going higher. The cage-free law, which was to go into effect January 1, 2023, has been put off, and there will be a two-year period of transition, Hank, so that you as a consumer can learn how to be a better consumer and not buy eggs and raised in cages because the retailer could be fined $1,000 per occurrence if caught. How's Hank Vogler? Well, I'm cage free. Sustainable. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Are you positive? Can you prove that you are free to range around today? <laughs> well, kind of sort of no. I'm all right. I'm in an upright position. That's a pretty big deal at my house right now. Yeah. But cage free eggs. Okay. Now, this is all based on the premise that every farmer, rancher, producer of food and fiber gets up every morning and decides, I wonder what I could do to be really cruel to my animals. And I wonder what I need to do in order to stay in business to be competitive in one of the most competitive businesses in the world. And the consumer demanded for years and years and years a consistent product. And that consistent product came from egg sizes the same, eggs not gathered. I remember finding a nest in the barn and forgetting to tell grandma <laughs> and putting those eggs in with the rest. And somebody would break open an egg and mm. rotten or it would have a, a, what was left of a baby chick. I mean, just all kinds head. of Yeah. Because it. There was the consistency wasn't there. Cages, chickens were put in the cages. So the competition for the product to get there in a profitable manner, the egg rolled out the back. It stayed clean. You didn't have to wash it as much. It was it was uh, fresh. Everything that the consumer demanded. It wasn't a bunch of people trying to be cruel to the animals. Now, if the people want to pay for higher prices and everything, and that's what, you know, the poor, the, the rich always can waft philosophically at some cocktail party, how they have cage-free eggs and grass-fed beef and yada, 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 yada. And range-fed lamb. Range-fed lamb, <laughs> whatever, raised on a Nevada ranch. I mean, but, the, but the poor guy that just gave his $10,000 to the coyote so he could get him across in the United States uh, yesterday or last night. He's wanting something to eat. He And, and of course, we're going to feed him. But those are the people that pay for all this stuff. It's not it's not uh, Buffy and Brad and the group there at the, <laughs> you know, at the Martha's Vineyard. I mean, <laughs> what the heck? This is the dumbest thing. It, it's so dumb. It's going to happen, boys and girls. 
You wanted it, you got it. You know, you catch them, you clean them. <laughs> Do you know, there's far too many people, probably not listening to this show, but far too many people in life that have no idea what the origin of you catch them, you clean them is. That's how, that's how screwed up we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, it's nuts. And, and, but is, but again, when the consumer wanted that consistent product, uh, we had a Mm. surplus of grains back in the twenties after the first world war, uh, grain was piled up everywhere. One third of that crop used to go through the horses that it took to produce it. Now, all of a sudden with fossil fuels and engines, and tractors, we could produce surpluses. And one of the things that they did is people wanted a consistent beef product and feeding high carbohydrate products to those animals, pigs too, made for a more consistent, more tender, more juicy, more flavorful animal. We got used to it. Well, okay, we don't have to do that. Uh, we can have grass fed, but you have other things you're going to need to do because it doesn't always come out as tender consistently as it does when it's fed <gasps> grain. So, I mean, all of these things, if this is what the consumer really wants and this is what the consumer can really afford, then okay. You know, I was just sitting here thinking we're talking about a Colorado law. We, can we start over? Can we go back and do this over? Only you include Breckenridge instead of Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> what's the what's where's all the people go? To That's the best five the- minutes of roll route ever, right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what's it? It's uh, people go to Colorado and they get on them barrel hoops and slide off of snowbanks. Isn't that up? Is that Breckenridge? Yeah, I think so. Either uh, that or I think it's Breckenridge. I think all yeah. the uppities go to Breckenridge. Hey, Where, you're in Colorado. You let me know. Trentloose uh, at gmail.com. Uh, or better yet, I'm going to go to High Plains Cattle Supply in Brush on Thursday about 1 o'clock. Stop by and you tell me because Robert Farnham would have no idea where the uppities go. So you guys stop by and tell me because I'm going to have some pork jerky there and maybe a book to sign or two. I mean, it, it's all, uh, who knows where the hobo goes when it snows, you know? <laughs> Do hobos live in places where it snows? I thought they lived in like Seattle and San Francisco. I think they head south real quick. And <laughs> they got someplace in the Northern California, they got five feet of snow last night or yesterday or whenever this last storm that went through. Uh, new record for the place uh, so i don't imagine there's any hobos hanging around there yeah well if you uh have any spare moisture let it cross the rockies let it cross everything and, and come on to the grade plains so that we can have fa- rain fall on the plains to make some grain that's what we need well we could use a little bit right in downtown river city white pine county Nevada. The Sierras are being pigs about it. They're getting it all. Didn't you get like three inches of rain this year? Well, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I think you've had your quota. Time to move on. Yeah. We're probably hitting a home run. (laughs) (laughs) I did have people sending me notes 
Mike Mandy telling me about their Thanksgiving dinner and they had a compromise that there was some some lamb involved along with <laughs> I think they were trying to say they ate a leg of lamb which instead of the, the, the leg off of a turkey or something. Well, you see, there's progress. If, if you <laughs> have cage-free eggs in Brackenridge, Colorado, <laughs> <laughs> Buffy and Biff and Brad, they can have all the leg of turkey that they'd like. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll be eating... Oh, who knows what they'll be eating? They'll fly it in from France. Is the problem? Oh yeah, that, wasn't that the deal? Somebody quit catching the lobsters, and and they're not going to sell lobsters anymore. And then Pinocchio Joe throws a big party, and they eat about four hundred tons of uh, lobster. <laughs> oh my! Spell hypocrisy. You know. You and the lobster people, lamb and lobster folks, have a lot in common. And even though one comes to us from a body in water and the other one comes to us from the range, I learned on a trip to the New England part of the nation one time that lobster is actually extremely plentiful. And if they would go on a supply and demand basis, lobster would be as cheap as chicken used to be. But they wanted the powers that be in marketing within the lobster industry wanted lobster to be a premium product, just like lamb, just like the lamb guys. They want to limit the supply so that people only can afford it for celebrations. Yeah, well, all of your food is fast coming to a price of a celebration. But this this little session is over. Roll out segment two. Hank Vogler after this. Where does the bozo hobo go when it's not? Now let's talk about food of another nature. Let's talk about beef. Certified Piedmontese creates the opportunity for the cattleman to get paid properly for the beef that's produced. And the consumer gets a consistently tender eating experience. We, we talk a lot about marbling. I'm not poo-pooing marbling. I think marbling is our niche in the world. But this program is not based upon marbling. It's based upon tenderness. And you just have to taste the difference. I was a skeptical. I was, I think I was a skeptic that was skeptical until my mouth told me I was wrong. Get full details about the system to be a part of the supply chain as a Great Plains cattleman at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. And to check out the holiday, holiday specials for the beef, go to the website, CertifiedPiedmontese.com. Welcome back. Roll out, Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler. Just put a quarter in, sit back. Like at Kmart. You put you put your kid on a little merry-go-round on a horse, put a quarter in, and just step back and watch. That's how I feel right now. Like the parent putting a quarter in the kid. Well, you ask for it, mister. <laughs> <laughs> I was sneaking out of that meeting in Fallon, Nevada, and some guy yelling, get your blankety black blank blank over here and sit down you owe me and that's where it started so. <laughs> <laughs> what year you reckon that was like 06 or something 04 i know that what gosh i can't even remember whenever it was it, 
in in my short life yesterday was uh i was 16 i don't know this is <laughs> running together over the <laughs> yeah i woke up one day then i was 65 i didn't know what to do yeah all right, well, I generated that whole discussion, and you always come to the show with a script and an agenda. What's on your mind? Well, I'm, I'm really glad to be a live human being on the earth. Uh, I uh, Last week when we had our show, I was in Salt Lake City waiting to go see uh, some folks at the Huntsman Cancer Center about some issues, and uh, uh, I am in Las Vegas, Nevada, convalescing and feeling very good and the doctor seems to think that they got the tissue that they were after gone and i sent it off to uh, the taxidermist and i'm going to put my prostate next to my taxidermied uh, pancreas and of course they last time they took out my gallbladder also so i figure i got one more organ to go and i got the grand <laughs> slam of organs removed did they did they <laughs> Did they go looking around to see if there's a heart in there while they were poking? Well, they must have, because it's broken, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you walk around with one of these bags on your hip and uh, uh, checking it all the time because it fills up faster than anything else you've ever had. Uh, yes, sir. But I get yeah. it out the 19th, and then I'm uh, not supposed to lift anything over 10 pounds for six weeks, but. I'm on demand, by golly. Do hopefully dodged another bullet. So, <laughs> live on the air, This is we were here for all three of these organ removals. Yep. My goodness. <laughs> that, that's, that renders me speechless. Well, anyhow. I think it's time you get a little selfish, though, and I give up these organs. Well, you you can do it. There's nothing to it. It's it's the afterwards is the tough part. Yeah. They used a uh, uh, oscilloscope, about four of them. They poked into my abdomen, and then they cut about a four inch incision, right in my pelvic region, and everything was done uh, by a robot. And that's been the only adverse reaction that I, that I've had is that. Uh, my grandson has a little drone that he plays with, and I, I'm I'm just tremendously attracted to it now. I don't know what that's all about, you know. And I and the doctor called me, and he said he can't find his watch. Maybe that that's that ticking sound I keep hearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> cancer is is not a laughing matter in any way, shape, or form, or something to be taken lightly. Nope. With that said, it sounds to me like, because my father-in-law had prostate cancer in the 90s, it, it was somewhat routine, but they they seem to have a pretty good handle on that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, cancer should not be taken lightly, but uh, they say it, it's uh, better for your psyche uh, to laugh than it is to frown. So I'm trying to be as jocular as I possibly can. <laughs> about a situation but yes not that you've ever been a frowner ever <laughs> no but anyhow it's it's uh, i'm just tickled to death that 
the you know and of course you're gonna have to go back with follow-ups and they'll check you probably and for quite a while to make sure that they didn't miss anything but yeah it's just part of you know and uh not very long i'll be a three quarters of a century old and uh uh Glad to be here. Glad to be alive, him and then on earth. You know, the part that I'm hoping to avoid is the drooling in a bowl of mush, wearing a diaper in some nursing home, not knowing who I am or what I am. That yeah. part of it, I don't want no part of. So, but right now. Well, you have one other glaring problem. Uh, uh-oh, yeah. You're going to be gone uh, two, maybe three weeks from the Need More Sheet Company, and you're going to get back. And you're going to, it said daughter is never going to miss a beat. Things are going to be as well as they've ever been on the ranch. And she's going to be like, what do you do around here? Why don't you just go hang in Vegas all the time? Uh, I, yeah, I, that, one's the, that one's the toughest <laughs> one of all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just know that that place can't run without you, and you get back and run like a well-oiled soybean. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way she's congenial at the blm range con and things have gotten good at the office now we don't have that that instigator hank vogler showing up in here no 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 I, it's worse than it ever was the range con won't even talk to her you know oh it, my goodness yeah it, it's it's just it's like a it's like a sixth grade click i mean he <laughs> the person that was there was following in the shoes of the predecessors. And that was excuses, 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 do nothing, do nothing, do nothing. I, I wouldn't be, I would venture to guess I am probably the only person that has not had a area management plan, a comprehensive grazing plan, or any production whatsoever in the last 38 years. Never have. The others, I, I was basically on my own because they don't want to do anything. This one wants to ride around in the truck with her dogs, but it's a lady. Yeah. And that changes the whole paradigm. Then it's even easier for them to get away with it. Well, he's a bully. He's this overbearing bully. He's an ogre. I can't deal with him. I can't deal with him. I can't get anywhere. And then when you go, well, what do you think about fixing this issue where a sheep could be standing in three different units? same time how do we how do we align these AUMs during lambing all these things because they're moving all the time we can't bother them we can't go out there and count them daily we can't the the record keeping would be impossible well that's what my boss demands so we got 10,000 excuses to continue the system do nothing do absolutely zero nothing and blame somebody else and then in all places, Elko County. I've got a guy for 20 years. We're supposed to have two meetings a year. Never had a meeting with him. Ever. Twice we had a meeting, but both times it didn't last that long. So in all that time, now I had those permits moved to White Pine County adjudication or, or administration. <laughs> and now he spends all of his times out there sending emails and pictures of some poor old renegade cow that comes stumbling out of the mountains in a snowstorm on the wrong side of the fence and is in the wrong allotment trying oh. to get me in trouble. Oh, I mean, yeah. This is just absolutely. So I, I've, I've been 
Betsy is taking care of the lady. Now it's it's not mano y mano, it's uh, mujer, mujer. So she can't use that excuse that this horrible man ogre is, you know, being a overbearing type A male pushing me around and I can't deal with it. No, no, she's dealing with this rather attractive, soft-spoken lady that uh, has a has both oars in the water. And so she's ballistic off the end of the tape. I get, I'm getting letters written or emails written to, to the range con showing the exact pinpoint on the, his map and in his mind of where this evil cow is. No one's mentioned the fact because there's no comprehensive grazing program, a cow can go for 70 miles in any direction and not run into a fence or any obstacle that would turn her around. And most cows and or sheep cannot read a sign that says you're <laughs> in the wrong spot. Wait a minute. He said most. That means there's some that can. We'll carry that on after the break. Second half roll out in a jocular mode after this. About protect the harvest. It's coming down to that. How do we protect our harvest? And I'm not talking about our individual harvest. I am actually talking about the world's harvest, in particular, this food supply that keeps us fed. Get details about Protect the Harvest every single day, getting you the information to keep a free and fed America, because at the end of the day, here's what we know. A nation who is not well fed will not maintain freedom. Full details about how we assist in getting that done. We don't do it for you. We assist you in getting the information that you need to stand up for liberty and justice and the pursuit of happiness. Protecttheharvest.com for full details. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Loose alongside Hank Vogler. I'm trying to visualize three of your organs up on the wall next to the doll sheep. <laughs> well, I guess I should have had that done. I mean, it's it, it, they're gone. They might even slip if they. I could probably should find out while they were in there. They might have during the pancreatic issue. They might have got my appendix too. So I maybe already had the grand slam and haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well just keep swinging for the fences don't strike you out never bet you boy never never let him see you sweat <laughs> but just just for all the people out there that somehow have been convinced by some hater that folks that have blm permits are just absolutely breaking wind through silk uh it's not quite that way. Uh, long, long ago, a lot of the people there, and there are good people at the BLM and, and the Forest Service both, work very high, hard to, to stay with balance, stay in the middle. Uh, and But there are those that seem to think that the most prosperous thing they can do is inform their permittees just how important they are and how and and continually remind them that it can squash you like a bug 
at any given time because they are the powerful. You know, it, it, it reminds you of the tales of when we were under the thumb of the British Empire. The British overlords got to the point where they were a little bit nasty to the local folks, causing a revolution. Now, I don't know that the Westerners will ever have a revolution, but it's amazing. Uh, there is a whole clique or, or cabal of people who work at the BLM that are anti-public land grazers. And they sort of like want to go around and get their merit badges of working in all the different departments because I think the higher they get up that food chain, the bigger their retirement. So they get into a position like this gentleman that was there when I first got there by the name of, <clears throat> what's he call it? And uh, he had been in on a deal where they had spent some time in the Winnemucca area trespassing a fellow. And everybody that got involved in that uh, got promoted. So his idea to get up to be district manager or higher was to harass different players. And he decided that if you pick on the big players, uh, they are politically connected. They'll get you up and out because they can't fire you. They can only move you laterally or give you a promotion. And that was his M.O. Well, then the kind of the, the poster child became this gentleman that he trained later on by, at Battle Mountain by the name of Doug Furtado. Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, well, that's sort of... So are the Tamaras, by the way. Yes, yes, yeah. I, and very familiar. Tom and Patsy have been my friends. And Tom was like 14 days younger than me and passed away from COVID. Very unfortunate. But anyhow... These, there's an element in there that does that. But the gentleman that has been in charge since I've had a permit in Elko County, uh, his fellow travelers are uh, so disgusted with having to work with him. He on his answer machine it says he's the wild horse specialist. You got to give him a little credit there, Trent. He is a great wild horse specialist. I was supposed to have 155, and I got 6,000. <laughs> He's doing a fine job. They did pick up 3,000 of them in the driest of dry when the horses were tipping over from drought. They got rid of half of them, but all they did was concentrate the other half on their key species, white sage. Mm -hmm. So it, they've made no progress in that arena, but he is their specialist. And the other specialists who would like to get something done absolutely are beside themselves because he is so <clears throat> how would you call it uh, to be very political incongruent yes he would be incongruent or obtuse because you're not mm -hmm. supposed to say somebody's a anal I, I, I like incongruent better okay. all right you can have it so they have renamed him and this shows you and th uh, they call him peewee herman now, which is a direct insult to Pee Wee Herman, really. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part of it was about a year or so, the rumor spread around that he was retiring and moving back to Texas. Well, I started getting these phone calls from all these other people that have to deal with him that want to throw a party. 
not yeah. to invite him, but to have a party. Thank God and Greyhound, he's gone. Right. And he didn't retire. <laughs> Did- <laughs> <laughs> and the people out or didn't leave whatever happened i have no idea but he's still there and and these people these same people that wanted to put on the party are just uh, absolutely beside themselves because i mean one thing about it there's a consistency there he just he just absolutely he's revered with you know which means he's exalted he's high up he's 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 revered for all the wrong reasons Everybody thinks exactly the same of him. They just, he, he's like fingernails on a chalkboard. And he, I don't even think he's aware of it. I think he thinks that he is so doggone important that uh, uh, everybody's supposed to kiss his ring and, and do his bidding, even though he wanders in the wilderness, doesn't even know what his bidding is, other than he's a horse specialist and he's doing a fine job. I don't. So, yeah, that's just how much fun we're having out here in the West on these permits. No, no, they're supposed to deal, I think it's cooperation, coordination, and consideration of the permittee, three, and all people that they deal with. Well, let me tell you, I, there's other words for those three Cs, and, and it is not. <laughs> hey, 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 we have an FCC license to maintain here. <laughs> well, if we if we let if you want to get into absolutely a hour conversation about what a no good sob this guy is, just come out here and and say his name to one of his permittees, and I you tell should, you what the comes off. I think you should organize his retirement party anyway and invite him and say, hey, we just wanted to say thank you for all you've done, and just have it, just have it, and see what happens. <laughs> well. Isn't that what they did to that that Supreme Court justice, that Breyer? They, he wasn't really ready to retire, and they just forced him into it. So Pinocchio Joe could appoint a female uh, black lady just to be the first or whatever. Who likes other ladies? Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's happened before, Ruth. So. Yeah. Well, not publicly. Well, no. Yeah, it it doesn't do any good, Hank. If it doesn't, it has to be a a public stand so that we know that Brian Griner is not female. Whatever the case may be. Does this mean that I have to confess that I once was a male trapped in a female body? Then you were born. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I yeah, I mean. You're you're pretty clever, but you have to get a little more clever than that to get oh, ahead of. Sorry, just thought I could you know throw but, a, throw a softball past it, you know. But use that as a challenge to to work up your game. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I mean this, <laughs> I, it's like it's like it's, that I was captured by aliens and moved to this other planet that looks very familiar, but is obviously not the one I grew up in. <laughs> and I guess that's a sign of old age too. There's always changes, but no, you know, I, there, there's nothing in our nation's history. I know that every generation things have, are not the way they were when they grew up. I, I know that for a fact, but our kids that are now 15 to 30, and I'm using that 
bracket because obviously we have three in it. There is no generation that has to, had to dealt, deal with what these kids have dealt with. Yeah. And people look at them right straight in the eye and not uh, and, and telling them giant lies. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and corporations trading the soul of our country for a few shiny coins. Mm-hmm. It's almost biblical. Uh, of of the things that that are you know the Bible is a historical document, if nothing else. If you if you don't want to believe in it, it's still a good read. Uh, it's a historical document, and and the parables in there that go, uh, it's easier for the camel to get through the eye of a needle than it would be for a rich man to the kingdom of heaven. You know that that obviously money corrupts, power corrupts. All of those things were all in the parables of, of the Old Testament. So, well, I took that one literal. So, you know, I just found a way to struggle every day for the rest of my life. Well, you know, and 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 uh, just all the things that uh, Elon Musk, you know, he's throwing stuff out on the table that that uh, the perjury is mounting every day on those people that work there and and what about all these people that were at the fbi that were in collusion and all these so-called experts that said it was everything was russian disinformation and all the things that are which now are basically history can't change any of it but there's accountability i seem to be held accountable for everything that somebody else judges me as not being copacetic what how how can we continue to do this you know mm-hmm. i mean i love my little parable from none other than thomas jefferson the people only have two things uh to uh fear criminals and government and hopefully with the chains of the con- chains of the constitution we can prevent the latter from becoming the former in a legal manner. And I'm sure that's a paraphrase, but same thing. Roll out more Hank Vogler wisdom after this. I got to tell you, I had a fantastic time at the Sons of the American Legion Christmas wish party last night in Osmond, Nebraska. Reminded me that we just need to continue to do more. Thewallofhonor.org is the place that I planned to do more. Get full details about how we are going to start this nationwide movement. It all started in North Dakota, but it's going to go sweep the nation where we put a monitor up in every business with local heroes. Full details and funding and submitting loved ones can be found by going to the website yourself, thewallofhonor.org. Welcome back. Roll out Trent Lewis alongside Hank Bogler. Hank, I am... Um, opening up this new book that I had printed, which are pictures that I've taken with my phone. And there's not many, I mean, less than 30 pages, but I'm going to have to bring you one of these to Vegas because here's a picture of Cash, the horse saddled up, ready to go. And the each picture that I took, and by the way, every picture in this book I took with my phone 
it's not filtered it's not photoshopped there are some that are cropped to get them on the pages better but then there's one little saying and this picture of a black gelding and the caption reads he bucked me so high the stewardess asked if i wanted a drink <laughs> i get i'm just telling you that there may be a thing or two I've stolen from Hank Vogler in this book. I hope so. <laughs> you think I'm doing this for nothing? You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a whole log here of uh, Hank Voglerisms. I need to write that book too. <laughs> well, anyhow, gotta have a little fun. You know, the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man. You can't take credit for that one. In fact, you know, people say Ronald Reagan. People say Winston Churchill. I think it was Thomas or Thomas uh, Theodore Roosevelt that first said it. But those other two get some credits. I don't think anybody really knows. Anyway, those books are available. I'll, maybe I'll get you one today. That'd be nice. You know, and even with all the things that could take all the optimism out of you. I'm still very optimistic for the future because somewhere right now this afternoon, this morning, tomorrow, there's a couple of guys in a garage like Wozniak and Jobs. They're coming up with some invention yeah. that's to make things better for mankind. As long as the government will leave them alone and the people in competing enterprises. I've said it a thousand times on this program about hydrogen. Well, there's another element, out, not an element, but there's another thing out there. Our sun creates power by fusion. Mm -hmm. which instead of costing, creates. And that's maybe oversimplification of what fusion actually is. But if they ever figure out how to come up with fusion they they people before said we had they figured out cold fusion and all these different things that means you create more energy output than you had energy input which doesn't take carbon fuels there's no greenhouse gases it's nuclear oh that'll scare them to death uh you know i mean there are things out there that, that can solve a lot of problems the problems that we have the most trouble with is jealousy and greed. The basically the five or seven deadly sins that have been talked about since the beginning of time. So those those are the drawbacks to mankind being able to uh, make the world go around. And someday somebody will come up with those answers. They may already be out there. I, I think they're already there. They're being suppressed. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be suppressed? I mean, uh, and I would certainly understand anybody that had a coal mine. I would understand anybody that had oil wells or, or anything. Mm -hmm. All the different new interventions that inventions, you know, I mean, if you were making Studebaker wagons back in the old days or buggy whips and all of a sudden these confound dog gone combustible engines started showing up you know horseless carriages that had to be a devastating blow to several in harness 
all those things had to go downhill. How many people even know how to harness up a horse anymore? Well, I'd like a refresher course because I haven't done it for far too long. Yeah. I got six no, harness hanging in. It. No, I got eight harness hanging in my shed and four old dried up ones that, w- that was given to me in a, a lick tub. Well, being we had a little snow, I have a story that goes back to the fall of 1972. One of the coldest winters I ever experienced in my life. The thermometer only went to 50 below, and it went down and broke. So, anyhow, we it all started with about six inches of snow, about the 5th or 6th of December, real early in the year. And we went and had an old sleigh. We hooked up two saddle horses to it. PJ. <laughs> Oh, boy. And we hooked these two horses up to this sleigh. And they stood there and took it. I mean, they didn't even blink. Hooked the tugs up, got everything going. Got in there, me and my brother-in-law. I tapped them on the rump a little bit with those lines. And I'm telling you, what you talk about a sleigh ride. Holy (laughs) (laughs) And we couldn't turn them. And, and finally, we got them stopped, got them turned around. They, they just give them outs all we did. Pulled up, <laughs> went and got the wives. Everybody got in the buggy, tapped them again. One went left, one went right. <laughs> next thing you know, PJ's sitting next to me in the front seat. <laughs> That's the end. Nobody wanted to go on a sleigh ride after that. I don't think it's the matter with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, here's something I'm not going to do, Hank. I'm not going to take my wife on a ride in a sleigh, a buggy, or a wagon the second time I ask these horses to go. <laughs> I'm just not going to do that. I'm sorry. I don't care how played out they are. <laughs> well, that was probably the ignorance of youth. <laughs> and well, Heck, we got them stopped. They surely ought to be ready by now. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, they weren't. Oh, uh, my my favorite uh it's funny now it was pretty embarrassing at the time there was a time when i hitched these draft horses pretty regular and tied them to a 1908 newton chuck wagon and we decided we're going to go to we being libby was she's probably about 10. we decided we're going to go to the farm progress show which was in iowa and I was going to replicate the food system. So we started on campus in Ames, Iowa, at Iowa State. And we drove the team. And Libby was my outrider. She's riding her horse. And we, we drove the team out to the beef farm at Iowa State, which was outside of town, probably seven miles. And then we had some people over, had a little campfire and whatnot. The next day, we made it very public that we we're going to ride, drive our team. Libby's going to ride to the Farm Progress show, which the path was we started at the university, we went to the farm, and then we go to the show, and all that represents how the path of technology passes. And then the final step was we go to, I think it's the town of Boone and the High V, the grocery store. So we followed that path of food. Well, a friend of mine knew that I was promoting this, so he got a hold of me and he said, I got a friend who wants to, he's actually Hank Harris. He's one of the world's renowned 
uh, scientists for creating pig vaccines that solved a lot of pig disease problems. But anyway, he wants to start driving. His family, his wife's family was big in wagon making back in the day. And he, you're going to do this. Would you mind just kind of having him ride along? No, that'd be great. So we're at the Farm Progress Show. We got our horses on display, and we promoted we're going to leave at 3 o'clock and drive the team to the grocery store. And Libby's there. We're harnessing up. Every Got a crowd. There's media there and everything, Hank. And step up. I get in a, a buckboard, with, and you're thinking that there's a runaway. No. You're exactly right. One went right. One went left. And here I am teaching this world-renowned veterinarian how to drive, and my horses are completely, I can't figure out, this has never happened to me. Jim and Josh have always just been a dream. Libby comes riding up on her little gray flea-bit horse. Dad, you got him hooked up backwards. <laughs> I had Josh on the left and Jim on the right, and they, Josh actually was blind in his left eye, so that, even though they were calm, they were just like confused. So I told Hank Harris, I said, Hank, I could have told you what would happen if you hooked your horses up backwards. I thought it would make a lasting impression if I just showed you. <laughs> <laughs> Never let them see you sweat. <laughs> oh, that's another one for the next book. Never let them see you sweat. <laughs> Got to write it down. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like a friend of mine used to hobble a horse front and back colt when he's first getting on him and then get on him and of course they take a big jump and down they go and he thought that was what he was supposed to do he evidently seen it sometime and he's like, but it never did work but I <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's nothing logical about doing that i mean it's all about getting inside of their mind that's what yeah. you want <laughs> yeah teach them to stumble and fall <laughs> and by the way that only happens when that guy gets on me so we got to prevent that yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's the message you just sent to the horse don't let that guy get on me because i'll go down yeah that doesn't work <laughs> hurts my knees <laughs> uh last minute hank words of the day words of wisdom of the day well just really and truly never let them see you sweat just keep it going it, uh it, it, we all go to the same place in the end and and uh, just try and do something while you're here, you know, and it shouldn't be just complaining. You should try and move ahead, move ahead. I'm not sure all these folks around me are going to the same place you and I are going. I'm just saying. Well, I'm, I've already bought me a, a, one of those masks that the firefighters wear, you know, so they keep out of the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it we have successfully <laughs> journeyed down the road where we never let them see a sweat that is the best advice you could ever give for Hank Vogler Trent Luce, both of us remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route and final thing today I want to remind you about is life powered by coal I was driving down the road yesterday morning early and I saw a group of cows grazing stalks with the power line behind it. The sun was coming up. It was early morning. And it just dawned on me. The sun was shining light on the importance of everything that we have in rural America, including that power line, including these cows. And we take for granted so many things that's happening in this photo. 
This photo shows the transmission of electric from a coal-fired power plant to your outlets. And we take all that energy use for granted. And what I would like you to do is go to the website, lignite.com, check out the people behind the scenes. The videos that have been put together by the Lignite Council are amazing. Lignite.com, life powered by coal.